Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Gutenacht. I was about to say good morning for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. The, stuff, the show comes out in the morning, so. I mean, yep, it do. So, <laughs> good morning. Unless it's evening, then good evening. Right. That's like in what's her name? I don't understand why she does this. It's so freaking extra in, in like type A. But in Sophia, Sophia Nygaard is a YouTuber. She does like live streams. Every live stream, she live streams on Tuesdays. She's like, Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope everyone had a good weekend, a great Monday, having a good Tuesday. If you're in a different hemisphere, happy, hope you're having a good Wednesday. It's like, just say hey. Like, <laughs> why are you covering the entire week bro no one's gonna be mad at you right. if you say happy tuesday it's tuesday for you like <laughs> she's mad smart though like yeah I mean, yeah she just speaks so well like you just want to cling on to every word the girl be talking about mixing 83 lipsticks <laughs> you'd be like yeah and then what like she's okay. just <laughs> no, yeah, then what? wish was she live stream oh from her channel with her man yeah hmm I didn't subscribe to that. It ain't seem like it's interesting. I think it, you know, it shows people more of their dynamic, which I think has surprised some people. Well, they argue a lot. That wouldn't surprise me. Not that they argue a lot. Sophia is very much like main character. You know, yeah, like yeah. it took them a while to even start putting Tyler on the thumbnails, which I noticed pretty immediately because the the channel is after both of them, mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, I think they've getting gotten into more of a stride with, like, letting him do some things. But, like, mm-hmm. you could tell, like, sometimes she's, like, very much, like, taking stuff away from him or let me do that or, like, you know, it's oh, like. But like it doesn't that. bother. But, it, yeah, sometimes it's a little, like, uh, but I, it truly doesn't bother him. And he said that yeah. because, you know, yeah. people comment, of course, because they think it's their job to comment on their marriage. But, um like he said like guys like seriously it, it does not bother me and if that's part of their dynamic it's part of their dynamic and as long as they fine with it and I, like i said i think it's gotten a little better because and I, and I know she is cognizant of it because sometimes she'll be like sorry i'm micromanaging you like whatever but yeah i mean she seems smart i mean but even yeah. when you watch like, their little vlogs and stuff like that like you can kind of see like they're, they're they're perfect for each other though yeah so. like i think she just yeah she's one of those like i want to do it myself mm-hmm. yeah so but also i feel like even the the their dynamic in general it's like he's always behind the camera she's the one doing yeah. everything and he's filming it and getting different angles and stuff like that so yeah i think having the, the channel together yeah. like they're both in front of the camera is a little like okay you know it is so it, I'm a, okay it is so interesting seeing couples channels not like couples channels that are meant to be a couple channels but like people like Sophia whatever because I watch okay remember okay remember last year we were on the phone randomly and I was I asked you like have people been to Antarctica and we, it was like this whole rabbit hole like we went on a rabbit hole of looking in the article so like when we got off the phone I was so interested in it so I was like this this to like travel to Antarctica and I found this couple Kara and Nate I've been watching Kara and Nate ever since this was last this last year this time i watch them every week twice a week or once a week whenever they post and they went to antarctica and they they've been to 100 countries and i watched all the way back 
like when I found them, I watched all of it because I'm like their videos are good. Like their videos are good. The way they construct them, everything like that. I watched back and I watched now. They be doing all type of crazy stuff. They did this thing called um. They did this thing called uh, I forgot. There's this thing called well, when I, I'll tell you the name of it when I remember, where they rode bikes all the way across the state of Iowa. Like every year, the state of Iowa does this thing that I'm blanking on the name of, where people ride 400 and something miles all the way across. I don't know why they would do it takes seven days all the way across the state of Iowa. And I'm blanking on the name. And I be watching these people. I watch Karen every week. I'm like, you spend every waking moment of your lives with each other. And you, they have to hit a stride because you would kill that person. You know, it's like, I can't imagine. First of all, especially like now that now they can't travel as much, obviously, because, you know, hell, fire, thunder, punishes. So they have been doing van life for the past 18 months. And it's just like... At least Sophia and Tyra live in a the house. They could like go. But it's like they had they spent an entire week on a bike, on a tandem bike at that, riding across the state of Iowa. And it's just like so fascinating to me. Because it's just like you really have to hit your stride with a person to spend that much time yeah. with them. And for that it to be rusty. like Girl, they be doing all type of crazy stuff. Like they be doing all type. They spend a week in the upper the upper waters. You know what the what are they called? They on fire right now, unfortunately. The waters above Minnesota. You know what I'm talking about? No. There's a bunch of little lakes above Minnesota, like in between Canada and stuff like that. They spend a week canoeing through that. They be doing all type of stuff, Delaney. They be doing all they they be doing all type of stuff. And they on a mission right now to visit every state in the country they're closed but they can't just go to the state they always got to do something like i mean i guess like it, it's for views too so they, they get like a million views per video so it's crazy Whew. well that sounds exhausting you know what classically black classically black what <laughs> next summer classically black doing that thing if riding, that thing is staying right in my house then yes riding bikes across I'm gonna look it up I wanna call it Leningrad and that is not what it is <laughs> I don't know why that's coming to me but classically black takes on the state of Iowa Delaney that sound right <laughs> cause why that state Delaney now, does that sound? I, to be honest, I won't make it. I might even go lie to you, but because they said like the pain in their butt sitting on a seat, they're riding like sixty miles a day. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> it's called rag bry, rag bry. Registers annual great bicycle ride across Iowa. It's more than just a bike ride. It's an epic seven-day adventure. You know what? Leave a comment if you think Delaney and I should try this. Yeah, you can do that. That has no <laughs> bearing on whether or not it will get done. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I feel because like I would rather die, but I f- also feel like that could first be First of all, of- you would need a sidecar. I can't even ride a bike. <laughs> so You don't know how to ride a bike? No. Can you imagine and me biking you across? Girl! Yeah, actually, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I can do that. 
Um, and second of all, the way I, the the size attitude I would have about oh, three girl. hours into that. Three? I give myself thirty minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah, I feel like because I mean I feel like other than that, like I mean obviously I can't like it's just being outdoors. And it's hot in Iowa, surprisingly, because it's landlocked. There was one day they were riding, I think day three or day four, where they were like they they were like morale is really low today because they do nate's a really good like it's like nate is in charge of like capturing the film and like doing all that stuff and then kara puts it together like that's the dynamic they have and he's really good at it so they do like little confessionals and da, da, da. and um one day the heat index was like 113 and i'm oh, like that would be the day i dipped out <laughs> yeah. but the problem with me i'm so stubborn that i would have to finish See, and there you go. And see, I feel like that first of all would be the end of the show. It would be the end of our friendship. Oh, absolutely. There will be no more classically black after that. Ain't no way because we the it. attitudes that we would both have. <laughs> like also, and I like you. You seen a glimpse of remember that time we was at Sphinx, and our friend had that other friend that was getting on my last freaking nerve. Hold on, hold on. Our friend had. He was just complaining the whole time. We went out to dinner at that Mexican restaurant. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I had a huge attitude. Everybody knew it. Now, granted, was I tired? Yes. Should I have gone to bed? Yes. But also, he was in the wrong 100%. And He's doing too much. he was doing way too way much. Too, and then out of nowhere, because like I feel like I remember him being a cool guy. So it was kind of like. I'm like I'm getting irritated just thinking about it because I actually was thinking about that the other day because he was so he was annoying we was okay let me tell y'all what happened I'm not gonna say the whole story I'm just gonna say the part that was just the dumbest part of it we was at the restaurant the waitress took our cards to pay for the meal that we just had and he got up man y'all take it too long we gotta go let's go I'm like I'm like bro she literally has our credit cards right now like you want us all to get up and leave out of here without our credit cards like sit down bro like I really I just had the biggest attitude so it would be like that times like 100 because it's high I don't it's outside we in Iowa so <laughs> I feel like the Iowa part would like make me a little nervous can't lie yeah I'm not going biking through no rural Iowa so. but I mean it's not like desolate because like every town that you hit because what you do is you pull into Iowa. I'm not even going to say what I want to say. <laughs> the towns be looking a little. Be looking a little Jim Crowy, But, you know, you pull into the town. <laughs> you pull into the towns and, like, there's people, like, selling stuff and there's food. Every town mm-hmm. you pull into. So what you do is you, you roll up to Iowa and you park at this, at this place. And then they drive you to the west oh, side of the state. No. And then you bike back to your car. It takes seven days. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. All these people on TikTok I watch. There's people on TikTok. The fact that we... Why are we even still talking about this? <laughs> they are walking, Delaney. No. First of all, why are you even bringing this to me when I know you don't even oh, like Oh, girl, walking. I wouldn't even make it. I wouldn't even make it like... I mean, I might make it through day one. But they are walking from Mexico to Canada. <laughs> Girl, it is people so have no will to like no no <laughs> purpose it's so fascinating delaney it is so fascinating because what people be in the comments like so sorry what's the purpose of this again and then you know everybody be like don't dictate to people how they should live i'm like anybody saying that i'm just saying like it was a question it's a question <laughs> because i mean they're through hikers like they, that's what they do and they be all type of stuff girl 
I have to send you that account. It is fascinating. They're ninety percent. They're ninety percent of the way there. Girl, they share. They're married, but they share. Nikki said this was fine. I don't understand. Okay, so whatever. You're walking, right? You're walking three thousand miles from from Mexico to Canada over the course of four to five months. I understand that. You want to pack as light as possible. Delaney, why are they sharing a spoon? You know how how much weight does a spork have? Delaney, it's a mess. I'm saying to you. I'm gonna send you that whole account. I mean That's what that's see, that's what Nikki said, but that is so pointless to me. It's, it's pointless. I thought you were gonna say like it was nasty, but no, like no, it's it's pointless. So... What what would be the point? Like, why can't you just pack an extra spoon? Why can't you just have another spork? Like <laughs> Because they have that little like, extra. They have this little thing that's like a little stove or whatever, and then they have like their like a liter pot thing on top and they be they dehydrate they prepare for months they dehydrate all their food this is or whatever. so much work for literally nothing girl, like you just get to Canada and what now you're in Canada yeah. girl and they be there was one time people were like where y'all getting water from on the trail girl they be sharing with livestock because they had alright all right. <laughs> so the news this week Alright. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. They got filters and stuff like that. So the news this week <laughs> is because like girl, when I saw her dip her bottle into that algae filled livestock with all them cattle looking at her like, hey girl, they have a filter, but like So nah, but they yeah. be backwashing in that lap I would die. I would die out there. First of all, I'm not. I'm barely walking up the street. Much we have to move on because I just. I can't even say. I can't even say what I really want to say. What I was just saying because I was watching the circle right before this, and they had like a, they had a game like a little circle game where it was like one of the questions was, "Is it okay to kiss your dog in the mouth?" Let's just say there was a racial divide, okay, <laughs> in the answers. So the same dog. I be. I be seeing dogs doing all type of stuff with their mouth i'm like i just don't understand how you can connect this dog that was just licking on several parts of their body several parts and then put kiss them on the mouth and let them lick on your face also it's been proven by science that dogs mouths are not actually cleaner than than humans mouths but i mean y'all go off i don't got no pills. and it's like like y'all just well scientific like just like them people that was trying to convince that was like well actually toilet paper doesn't actually do anything so and I'm like yeah what okay boo boo but (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe y'all walking around with y'all booty cheese cemented together (laughs) we have got to move on we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go we gotta go what's your news girl what's your news I feel like we're about to reach the point of no return when we start getting offensive. So let's, what's the news? Me and you about to hit that point that we, that be, we be in the messages with. Right. Yeah. This is, this is, this is about to be an I offline mean, conversation. We can't it, do this here. In my, in my, like, we're like, okay, this is transferred into personal conversation territory. Really? It transferred into that category about 15 minutes ago when this episode started. <laughs> After you said when trap beats playing in the background <laughs> it's been personal conversation since then it hasn't but been that bad i mean we haven't we haven't said pretty much a single thing about classical music <laughs> so imagine this would be somebody's first episode that's what i worry about but also i'm like i fell into the read but also the read is a lot like we they're a lot broader in the subjects that they can 
talk about and still be technically on topic. Yeah. But oh, well, it's our podcast. I, I, should, I, bills, I, I really so. love like I I love podcasts like the Friend Zone every month they do a like a shoot the stuff episode and they just talk. I actually really like those. Like I look forward to the structure, but also I really like when I just yeah. I want to hear about you. People that listen to the show will like that, but if it's your first, your first time, one, you be like, what yeah, the heck is they have this? they're not invested in our personalities at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know if you like for you like for you, but like when I first listen to a podcast, you can't even decipher like who is who, like which one is which. Yeah, yeah that's so confusing. Well, but hey, if you're still here, probably not. But. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. All right. Well, news is gonna be quick this week. Um, I just thought I should mention, you know, stuff going on in um the classical music w- world as of today when we're recording this. Um, the music director of the New York Philharmonic has said that he is stepping down. That's Jop Van Zwaid- Zvaden. Um, he announced that he is going to be stepping down after the twenty three twenty four season. Um, first of all, I found out through reading the story, um, about this, it's in the New York Times, um, that he was once one of the, he was once the highest paid music director. He was making five, he made $5 million in one season. And I said, well, you know, I've been known to twirl a baton. I haven't, but I could. I mean, I used to come back back in the day. (laughs) Also, like, listen, y'all did all these auditions and stuff like that. Why y'all need me for? So let me just go up there and stand up there. Nah, how you apply? No, okay, you not how you would fly. Then you need Lincoln. Um, this he got there in 2018. He cited a couple reasons why, like I mean, the pandemic. He said his priorities changed a bit, and I'm like, I wish my priorities would would change to take me away from five million dollars. That's but what okay. I'm about to say. How did they change? <laughs> but they did. I mean, he was doing good stuff, like. He um well first of all he said it was hard to he it was hard to build a rapport with the orchestra because for part of the time when they were um when they were like first of all they had of course had to cancel one of the seasons and then when they started um performing more he was stuck in the Netherlands where he him and his family oh, lived. Shoot. Yeah. So he was like, it's just really hard it's been really hard to build a rapport over Zoom and it, he was finally able to come, I think earlier this year. But he said just over the pandemic he he has new priorities. He's focused on his health. And he said he lost like, dang, I should have I, I put that he lost. He lost a lot of weight during mm-hmm. the um, pandemic. Um, Good for him. Which, Opposite for, for most people. Okay. Um, which, you know, don't come for us. Doesn't necessarily correlate with health. But for him, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, also focusing on his family. Of course, he was traveling a lot prior to the pandemic with the orchestra and stuff. And mm-hmm. He said that this, you know, gave him the opportunity to kind of, you know, stay with his wife and his, like he said, his father, his kids and his grandchildren. Um, also trying new things. He said he started listening to some non-classical music. I said, period. Come on, you listen to Meg? <laughs> Not quite, but, you know, <laughs> you know, he'll get there. He'll get there. Um, and also, you know, he tried his hand at composing, he said. So I was like, okay. This is cute. Um, I love this. Hold on. I don't know. And also, he was working on a foundation that he has, which um, um, focuses on connecting music with families of children on the autism spectrum. Um, and so that's kind of what what he's been doing, and what you know, he said he he doesn't rule out going to another orchestra. He's also stepping down from his post at the Hong Kong Philharmonic Orchestra too, with um, at the same time. Hi, you from the Netherlands going. 
to New York, New York and, and, and Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. It, yeah. So, and Lord knows what else, you know, and on tour and what, it, yeah. So, he's probably like, let me sit myself down because. How old is he? 60. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, not trying so. to be, I'm not trying to be ages, but I'm just saying like that's a lot. That's a, that's not a lot for me. Yeah, especially like and then like of course you keeping in touch with you got two orchestras to handle. You know they got different sounds, like all kind of different yeah. responsibilities. Then you he said he got kids and grandkids and you're married. Like you just yeah, got a lot. lot. It's a like, lot. When are you home? Exactly. Like especially like it's not even like a matter of picking up the phone and calling your kids. It's like okay, the time difference and I mean. It's, kids probably grown but still like and your grandkids yeah, and your like, grandkids are growing up and you yeah, seven hours so. behind six hours behind yeah so yeah and i bet you like being with your sheltering in place with your family be like oh damn, this is nice yeah um, i feel like that probably exasperated it yeah maybe he felt he was on his way out but yeah so we will see we'll see who ends up at the podium kalina babel from my mouth to god's ears Let's go. I'm about to text her. Like, you applying. Right. You got a couple <laughs> years. He asked because you got to 2024 when he gone. So, period. Um, And then just wanted to, um, excuse me, highlight that um, the Malcolm X opera is coming to the Met in 2022. Three? Three. Um, yeah. So, that will be their second piece in their 138 year um uh thing you know this this fall actually i consider going to the met for my birthday this year because they're doing their first piece by a black composer they're doing fire shut up in my bones by chance blanchard and it's right it's starting on the 27th of this month i believe and it's going through you know um and i think they have one like the day before my birthday or something but first of all, wow, the Met tickets are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess I should I should have known that, but like also that coupled with the fact that like I would also need to get there, get around New York, and stay somewhere. Like it's so expensive. Like even the Howard yeah. Johnson. I remember when we went there. We was at the Howard Johnson girls, like a hundred thousand night. Yeah, like I was like, this that's way too expensive of a trip. Which I feel like my mom, because my mom did ask me what I wanted to do for my birthday, and I feel like I could ask her like, hey, you want to kick me something for my birthday trip? Um, because I would go with her, with her or by myself probably. But also, I was like, actually, for a trip that expensive, I don't want to go to the mid. Like, mm-hmm. and fair. yeah, and and it's like at one point I was like, well. But you know, like I wanted to, because I wanted to go to the Black Opera that y'all doing. But I'm like, actually, y'all waited 138 years for this. Not so those musicians doing it, the same one with the news. Okay. <laughs> a couple years ago, those yeah, couple, those are people who gonna play the Black. And what was I about to say? The and like I thought about like you, you know I wanted to go support like the I wanted to go support him, but also like Terrence Blanchard like. He already popping, you know, like it's not mm-hmm. like, you know, he uh, he ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. Right. And the fact that people like because I thought about the whole like, you know, black people showing up for black things. But also it's like y'all not going to put that back on me for not, you know, showing up for a black thing because people not showing up is not the reason why y'all wasn't programming black composers for 138 right. years. So like because, you know, people be like I like one might say like, oh, well, how you expect them to do this if you're not going to actually support it but it's like no you can't flip that back around because y'all 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 wasn't doing it this whole time so yeah. it really don't got nothing to do with whether or not i'm going so yeah but 
Yeah, it's gonna be they, tough, especially United don't, don't even go to New York City. Yeah, so you gotta go to Newark. You gotta commute. I'm good, but I could go on JetBlue. JetBlue goes to New York, oh, yeah, but yeah. but I'm good actually. Yeah, and then that will. Never mind. That would cause. <laughs> <laughs> remember, we doing a show. <laughs> I have to put my business out there, but um, yeah. But they're doing the Malcolm X opera. Um, I will say something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, and this is from. This was mentioned in that piece that I put in the news last week about the um, arts journalism, uh, thing. Um, like basically they were talking about how like, like arts journalists don't really know how to talk about the work of black composers, um, like in a way that's substantive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll bring, I'll put, I'll put up the examples of like what they, what they said, because, um, basically like they use a word like revived or whatever in the, um, in the piece, I mean, in the, in the, like, headed, not the, it wasn't the headline, but, you know, they do, like, the second one, I forget what that's called, the one, like, that's right under it. Girl, I can say subtitles, so don't ask me. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, they did that for, like, um, for this piece, they were talking about, like, the Malcolm X opera being, like, revived or whatever, and I was just, like, I mean, I guess, I feel like someone's doing it this year, I think in Detroit, they're doing it. And it feels like that's like the main, that's like the main characteristic that people like talk about. They don't talk necessarily about the, um, like the work itself mm-hmm. or like anything like about it. Like, so, okay. So for example, um, I'm going to read, I'm going to read from that piece, um, about arts journalism. Cause this will better articulate what I said. Cause I was talking in circles while I was trying to find it. <laughs> okay. It says, even as critics make an honest effort to broaden the scope of artists they cover to include more BIPOC and gender minority creatives, this can lead to a narrow interpretation of their work. Take, for instance, the New York Times writing of composer Julius Eastman, which has been quantitatively, um, quantitatively robust in the last five years. That is until you consider the headlines f- from a qualitative standpoint. Okay, so these are the headlines. From a composer's resurgence, a masterpiece rises. That's um, earlier this year. Review. A rediscovered symphony radiates cosmic grandeur. 2018. A long-lost symphonic love story is told again. 2018. A long-lost composer is raised from the dead. 2018. A long-lost score (laughs) rebuilt (laughs) with the help of a photo. 2018. 28 years after his death, a composer gets a publishing deal. 2018. Minimalist composer Julius Eastman, dead for 26 years, uh, crashes the canon. 2016. Crashes the canon? Yeah. It says, what we're left with after this survey of the headlines is a sense that Julius Eastman is to be defined as a composer, A, who died in 1990, B, whose works and profile have been considered long lost, and C, whose works have merit in the wake of a rediscovery. Like, everything is, like, rediscover such, such and such, rediscover such and such, coming, raising back from the dead such and such, long lost such and such. It's like, okay, but what about, like, is he really long, long lost still? <laughs> and he's not even long lost. Y'all just now paying attention to him because you're being forced to pay attention and you... You started it's listening. Lost, to, right? You started listening to him. You ain't find Atlantis. <laughs> it's like after the seventh article, still long lost. 
Okay. Um, that crashes the cannon really just feels icky to me. Like, that's not sitting, sitting right with me. Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm going to go back. Well, maybe I shouldn't. I was about to say, I'm going to go back and read it. But maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. But y'all got the headlines right there. And all of that is in that piece that's linked in the description of last week's episode. So if you want to read the whole article on that, then you can. But, um, yeah, that's something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way about um, the whole, like, it was something like revival or, or something of that sort um, in the in the subheading of this article. Um, yeah, will be revived in New York. And this is, sorry, fall 2023, I think. No, I said 2023. Um, yeah, so just like, okay, y'all. But anyway, yeah, so if you if you wish to patronize that, put that on your calendar. If you wish to patronize them for fire shit up in my bones, this this musical fall that's the season um then you can do that too um and yeah that's my news this week okay period so for intermission um there is a tweet style going around where people say like does it hurt question mark and then says something that they recently realized or whatever so i read an example and i will say that i don't know if this is 100 percent accurate or not because i didn't do any research and delaney just and i had a long um conversation about how y'all just be saying anything so this is just an example so whether it's true or not i want you to focus on the fact that this is just an example say it with me it's an example because i don't want nobody in my mind just talking about that okay so this girl said did it hurt question mark when you realize the donations you're making at the store are just being used as a way for businesses to avoid paying taxes. Now, the thing I want to just point out is that we're just going to use this, use this structure to talk about something that we learned that we realized from, and also even reading that back, that's not entirely true. This is kind of a dense take on it, but that's, I got this from Twitter. So that's where we are. Um, but we're going to use that structure to to feel our intermission. That's the only one I could find from my screenshots. I probably have other ones because I'd was i be thinking about Classically Black on the low, so I would be... <laughs> Let me state that right. I'd be thinking about Classically Black, so I just screenshot stuff. But that I, I realized in reading that that that's not true, but, you know, people be saying anything. Okay, so because we're going to be talking about some high school stuff today, give me one, Delaney, please, of um, from high school in general. Um, okay, so I also want to say, like, some of them that I've seen, like, they also, because I just looked some up, like, to oh, I, should just, I should just searched it. That's a good idea to be using that, girls. <laughs> um, that it's also going to be something that's, like, embarrassing or, like, you know, that's something, like, in hindsight. So, like, one, yeah, like, in, in California, we just had the recall election for Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, and so one of them was, did it hurt when you spent $300 million on an election that was caught 12 minutes after the polls closed? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, one, this is a better one. This girl said, not a better than one, not a better one than what you just said, a better one than I read initially. Um, did it hurt when you decided to order something new for once and it ended up tasting bad? And I yeah. felt that in my Ebo bowl because, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it does. But um, yeah. Either way, okay. So mine, yeah, my high school one is okay. Did it hurt when you had to play a jury in front of the entire string student body? 
I feel like your teacher's not gonna see heaven because what is he, <laughs> what, what's the purpose of that I don't remember what was that year what was wrong that year but we had to do juries in front of everybody <laughs> Actually, you know, y'all had to be bad because I've done that. I've done something similar. I did playing a test like, in front of the orchestra. Y'all were bad. Yeah, we we always had to do playing tests in front of everybody. Like he would ask for a section of the thing, but not juries, bro. <laughs> I did it because my string orchestra was cutting up, acting like they knew how to play the music. So the next day, I was like, "All right, well, we're having a playing test today." Like I said, but Azaria, go ahead. She's like, "What, Miss? What?" I'm like, "The way you be acting, you know the music. So let's go." Uh, I, bad. That's something I do not miss playing tests in front of everybody, bro. I feel oh, it's God. not necessary. We and when I was in high school, we had to go, we would go out like one by one during rehearsal and just play into the little mic thing and do your thing and come back to rehearsal. The next person goes, and he had like six or seven different practice rooms set up, so it was like efficient. Like people were just going and doing their thing, and he was still having rehearsal and stuff like that. He only did it like when you were bad. When you were being bad, playing test in front of the orchestra. Okay. Public humiliation. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I mean, I feel those practices do not fly anymore. I mean, they do. Cause I, wasn't, I was in public school like five years ago, six years ago. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm just glad they didn't do that in college because that would have been a whole different situation. Oh, absolutely not. I think one time people pissed off Dr. Block at ISU. He, had, he made people go stand by stand. I've never had that happen. Knock on wood. I've never had that happen. I mean, I can't see that happening in Denver. So let me knock on wood. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, cause you can you imagine? I'd be like, what are we even doing here? Like, what are we even doing here? But um, I'm I have not had to go stand by stand or even person by. Can you imagine? Could you imagine stand by stand in the room? No. Or person by person. <laughs> I would literally pack up my things and leave. Like, first of all, you're not doing me like that, bro. You are not doing that especially some of the stuff we played i remember when i was in orchestra one of the one of the cycles i only had to do two cycles at eastman out of my out of well wait i'm lying i had to do two semesters of orchestra out of the six i was there two cycles each orchestra one of those semesters i was pledging as shiro i ain't know none of that music and <laughs> I ain't know none of it and I, I got scared every day because I feel like he was I feel like he was about to lose it because we were playing something hard and we were sounding the way we were sounding and I was like all I know is you do not look this like I couldn't imagine I didn't know none of that music I was just there I was in the best I could Katie I I would literally I would just be like listen I gotta level with you <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should just tell you up front right now. Like, it's not going to be what you want to hear. So, let's just skip over me. And we just, like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, how, like, how about, I'll be like, what is this going to do for you? How is this going to make your day better? Exactly. Yeah, like, you got a reason. You got a reason. Be like, you know what? All right, boom. I'll go, I'll go last. <laughs> and everybody in front of me play real slow. <laughs> and I'll be like. How do you know Mozart wanted it at one forty four? How you know that? I like feel like you can feel the passion of the music at a, when it's at seventy. And then like 
I, so for in high school, we used to have to do one by one. Like we would be doing regular rehearsal, and he would just take the yellow notepad out, and it, like he would regular rehearsal, he would ask for your section to do it, and then he would take the the notepad out and start going one by one. And string orchestra was a little bit better, but we had to in string orchestra we had to do it in quintets, so just one person from each section mm-hmm. test together, um, like a um, like a quintet, and then that was good for us for basses because obviously there's way more of everybody from other sections, so we had to test over and over and over again. And you did get your best score, so, um, but, dang, what was I about to say? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but we had to do juries in front of everybody, so Jam was that one year. Jam was telling me about challenges, and I completely forgot about challenges because they are oh. not good educational practices at all. But I was talking to um, my former teacher and uh, talking about challenges at Interlocking and how like they had to fi- finally stop doing that because you have middle schoolers beating out high school students because you can keep challenging, challenging, challenging. We did challenges for people that once. don't know who cha- what challenges are. Challenges are like okay, you'll. Yo, student, the student chart comes out, like, boom. Student chart comes out. And you, so say you got, like, fourth chair, right? You're like, no, nah, like, oh, hold on. Not this person in front of me thinking they're better than me. You say, I, I, I challenge you. So then you play, and then the, that person you challenge plays. The orchestra votes on who did better. If you did better than that person, you move up a seat. If not, you stay in your seat. And we did it like one time, because you know I was I went to high school like in, you know, early two two thousands. You know, what I'm saying where well, that stuff like with a flu that is not early two thousands. I mean, yeah, I was there in twenty oh seven. And that's what that's what happened. I'm old. That's what happened, though. Like I think it like he was like two thousand two. I was like, wait, <laughs> that can't be right. Nah, 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 nah. But like when I when it happened, it was like my freshman year. I was in symphony orchestra. He stopped doing it after that because it's just like education policy is changing. You can't you can't traumatize kids like that. Imagine like you do your you do your seating exam. You feel real good. You got third chair. Da da da. Somebody from the back of this. And I, I think if I remember correctly, somebody can correct me. Whatever, but. If I remember correctly, you can't just challenge like you got twelfth chair. I'm finna challenge third chair. You have to like yeah, you gotta work your way up. Yeah. Could you imagine if they did challenges in like professional orchestras? Girl, that would be, <laughs> that'd be messy. That'd, you know, you like know why it would be messy? No, I'm not gonna say that. What? <laughs> but that could be a show. You know why it would be messy? Because you know exactly why. It would and be we messy could host because, it because some people they've been there a long time. Exactly. That's why it would be messy. That's why I want to see it. Listen, <laughs> um, that is something that Classic Black. Oh my gosh, we could host that. That could be a reality show, bro. Bro, <laughs> somebody pick no, that up. No one would ever. That is so messy. That would be chaotic. Yeah, that would be that would be like a literal chaos. First the, of all, yeah, the orchestra, would, the section would never be the same. Yeah, it would never be, especially because. Especially like okay, if you keep it within the orchestra, but imagine if you could just like people, even people who are auditioning for the orchestra. Like imagine like it's not even oh, imagine if auditions didn't work that way where you couldn't like, like it, it's not just a vacancy, but you could go through a process to challenge somebody that's in the orchestra and they just lose their job, bro. <laughs> yeah, <that's cool. laughs> I also feel like, cause think about okay, listen, 
think about like how you are in audition mode versus how you are when you got your spot. Yeah, audition that's really mode. not fair at all. Audition bro. mode, you are like, I feel like, listen, if Joe's listening, you know what I'm saying, correct me. But I feel like when you audition mode, it's like. You've been on them excerpts. You, and like, you play like in tune. You, everything is like a thousand percent. You get your little job. You start playing. You are now a member of a body. That's that's you a toxic it. workplace because even if you didn't, even if it wasn't like, because, yeah, that's not fair if you just have somebody that's been practicing for this and you don't even know and it's like surprise challenge. But imagine if they was like, okay, challenge is coming up. Like, I would here's not. the list. That, that's, a, that's a toxic workplace because you got to fight to keep your job. <laughs> and the way that my my will to do basically anything is set up, I would just have to lose my job. And I understand that okay. it's different. I understand that it's different. Because it's like that's how I'm eating, but like knowing how I am, I'm selectively competitive. So I'm like every year I I wouldn't even sign up for that. And that's how orchestras were. Every year you gotta dang imagine if you had to do playing tests after you got to go job at a professional orchestra, you have to go in and like that would be that's messy. If I feel like that, that would be fine. I feel like they would be fine. I wouldn't be fine, but I feel like most people. <laughs> I feel like it's like a it's like, it's like a end of the year review. Yeah, yeah, and jobs do that. Yeah, but also I feel like you could hear. hear Yeah, like those other people, they not they not gonna be so out of practice that they not that they failing playing tests because you could hear that if they if they can't play the stuff, you know. So, listen, somebody, I'm telling you, like I understand that classical music don't seem like it's all that from the outside looking in but if there are any Netflix executives watching this, I'm telling you, it would be very messy and very hilarious and. You got your host right here. Because we would be, and then we, in, oh my God, some confessions. We would also be like among the most hated people in classical music. Yeah, and that's fine by me. I don't care. Oh, but if, but for you, because you I still mean, want a job over here. So, because <laughs> I would not I care. Mean, but you know what? That Netflix check going to be bigger than any any orchestra. Exactly. Unless so. I take old dude's job conducting. So, <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, I feel like, I mean, we not making a thing. We just hosting the shop. Listen, I'm just doing and what also, executives told me to do. It's a script. We found the script. I don't understand what y'all want from me. It would like, be hilarious. I feel like we should pitch it. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> so mine for high school is, did it hurt that you would go all the way through calculus and not know how to do basic math? So, yes, it does hurt. Because I was okay. thinking about how I learned all these finding the derivative of an ex. First of all, okay, if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel, right? So I was trying to calculate how if my channel is growing at the rate it is, like how long, how many more weeks would it take until I reached my next goal? Did I know how to calculate that? No. Let me tell you why. Because my channel grows exponentially. I don't remember how to. Do an exponential equation. That ain't basic math. Come on. Give yourself some grace. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like having a meltdown. I was like, Katie. Exponential spell. equation. That ain't no big basic math. Because you have to, I mean, if I if I remember correctly, you have to, you put like the, I'm trying to find the number of weeks equals whatever that quotient is. And quotient, the Quotient, girl, let's go. And the exponent. <laughs> And I was like, I don't even know how to set that giant up. I used to know how to do that. Like, especially, like, I'm also, it's in the back of my mind a little bit because I'm also hitting my 10, this is my 10-year 
Yeah, 10 years out of high school. Old as hell. Damn. No, it's good. Like, <laughs> like, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> old as hell. So, um, I was like, I really can't calculate that. There's no, I have no idea. And if I, if I remembered what Mr. Sue taught me in calculus, I would be able to figure that out. I'll be able to say, like, I know I could, I could figure out the rate at which it's growing. I could figure out all that stuff. And I'm like, here I go. And also in rehearsal of the day, the Poco Pimosos are measure 19. I was, they said, can we start with the Poco Pimosos? I'm like, actually, can we start seven after the Poco Pimosos? Can we start at, at 23? Delaney, 19 plus seven is not 23. Okay, boss. So if I had to do, yeah. oh my god, it's sad. I was like, and then you know, but you know what? Did Estefan and Rebecca say anything to me about it? They didn't. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. But my like, y'all thought it was twenty three too, because y'all was looking for twenty three. So maybe because I said it with my chest up. But I used to be hot as fish grease, huh? Listen, I didn't I even take math my senior year because that's why I was like, I'm not even going to bother with calculus. I already know what I want to do, and I don't need to know calculus to do it. So, um, Girl, that's suffered. when I decided. Yeah, I took stats. I took problem stats instead of calculus. And then my senior year, I was like, I'm not taking anything because I'm good. See, so. if I would have my life together like you had it, I wouldn't have because I wanted to be I – start, I started out my senior year actually – Wanted to be an Obi-Gano because I wanted to be an Obi-Gano my junior year. You, um, I wanted to be an Obi-Gano my junior year, and then it, I thought you wanted to stop. That's why I looked at you like that. No, I was making a face. Sorry, my, my apartment is loud. I was I turned my mic down, like, off when because there was some loud stuff going on. But, oh, yeah. That's why I looked at you that's like that. That's why there was a stop pause. Or what? Um, I want to be Obi-Gano, and then I want to be a dentist. So, I'm like, I'm going to need this. You're trying to be all up in people's. Yeah, I want to be all for a while. Like I would that that I've, I've never said that. Want, you said what? My sister used to want to do that too. And I, at first, I was a little nervous about it because I'm like, I think what turned me away from it was like the idea of like stillbirth and stuff like that. So I was like, oh. I don't know if I could. I I don't like I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Dealing with that, and I mean, I know like. I know you're supposed to be callous to that, but I just feel that's just not un- that's just really yeah, unhealthy to me. I just feel it's not no realistic. Way. It's not realistic, and I already know that I'm emotional. So like, and if you are, and if you are, if you, if you, if something like that happens and you feel nothing, then you probably shouldn't be yeah caring for anybody. So that's also true. Yeah, that's also true. I just know yeah, how so. I am, and also like, you're carrying a life, and like a lot of things you don't know until a child is born anyway. Like sometimes, you, obviously, the t- the technology is, is so advanced now, but Sometimes you can't tell until after, so it's just like imagine telling a mother that they that they've been yeah. I would, that's what actually turned me off from it. So, cause I spent I spent most of high school wanting to be Obi Gino, and I forgot what something happened. I was doing something, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Okay, and then what about music? Did it hurt about music? Okay, so I already alluded to this one earlier in the episode, but. Did it hurt when you went 138 years without playing a black composer? No. <laughs> I mean, it's hurting now because people asking questions. I will say that. Because in the article, it was like, 
it was Peter Gelb, the general manager or whatever, who was like, we must. I'm like, Peter, save it. (laughs) Save it. Save it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't even want want to pull over. Okay, mine is... um, did you did it hurt when you realized that viola learning the viola is not linear and it that hurts it hurts that hurts because when i tell you this lady i spent a couple of weeks working with um this viola in la phil and when this lady told me to fix my bow hold i was like you know how old i am <laughs> you know how old the bow hold i got is the bow hold i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep <laughs> And so, I played around with the little Move bit. on. What else, what else? Right. I was like, madam. And I went to um to the violin professor here. I was talking to him after. And I was like, Marcia, this lady want me to change my boho. I'm like, you know how old I am? I told him. <laughs> Marcia be cracking up at me, but I be, I be serious. I be serious. I was like, Marcia, you know how old I am? I am 28. And this lady <laughs> looked me in my face and told me to change my boho. And I played, I was like, Marcia, and I played around with it. And my sound started getting funny, and I only worked with her for six weeks, so I, I can't sustain it. And he's like, "Why don't you try this instead?" And and it compromised. I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna do that." And that's what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks. But I'm just like, that's disheartening. Or like yeah. even things like sometimes I forget techniques that I mastered before because you th- focus on other things oh, like master. rotating the elbow underneath. Like why did you miss a shift because the elbow wasn't rotated? Why was it out of tune? Rotating the elbow underneath the viola. Op- making sure you're opening the sound why is your why isn't the sound speaking and connected because you're not moving your arm enough it's just like this is basic basic sound production and it gets lost in learning excerpts and I, it needs to be perfect it needs to sound like this and like why isn't this working that's annoying it's annoying i remember one week jen was like yeah so about your vibrato i'm like ma'am mm-mm. no no ma'am i'm like no ma'am yeah what else you got <laughs> right, say something else that's off limits say something else you can say anything else it's russian i can fix that what What else like, you gonna say stuff say stuff like that oh my god it's just so frustrating it is so yeah. incredibly frustrating and it's frustrating when you got like when you making progress like i still remember it was, I think it was the first semester. The first semester of my sophomore year in college was the semester, the time period that I made the most progress in playing the bass period. And you know, you know how shitty it was to never be able to get that back? Okay. Like, <laughs> no, but for real. Like, when you feel like, dang, I'm really improving. And then, like, you have, like, all that momentum, and you're, like, mm-hmm. trying to chase that. And you really like, nah, like, the line was going up, but now the line's not going up no more. It's going down. Loop de loop. But also, we started doing stuff. Like, we started getting involved. We started having fun, and that. Oh, oh. that's moral of the story. Successful in classical music, no fun for you. No, I'm just playing. Mr. Taylor was like, I told Mr. Taylor like, I made the first, the most progress in my playing at Eastman the first year. He's like, yeah, cause you don't sit down because there was a, there was a time. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. He he's not wrong. There was a time I was. My second my second year at Eastman, I started a week late because I was in New Zealand, and then yeah, you be doing a lot. You mean you not the same? Like <laughs> two weeks later, I was doing that festival. I'll talk about. That's how you they reach out to me to play. I'm like, I have y'all lost your mind after my check bounce. 
Are you are you crazy? Are you knocking your head? I did that. Two weeks later, it was something else. And he was like, you gonna sit down. You gonna do nothing. All you do. And then he was like, in that sorority thing you got going. I'm like, so what am I playing today? <laughs> Leave me alone. And another thing. No. Right. He he was He's always in another thing type of person. Oh, man. But I started having fun. I, I want to tell you, I had, a, I had a ball at Eastman. It was such a mess. I feel like me and you was out every day. Out at, with Richard every day. Like I ain't had no homework. I had no worth, nothing to practice. Had a ball. I had too much fun. <laughs> that was the problem. Um. But yeah, that's that on that. All yeah, right, back to our our long episodes. I guess because what is even going on? We let's, what, what we not gonna do Delaney. I realized because after editing last week, we will not slip back into that one forty five two hour thing that we was doing. At the we only reached two hours when we was talking to Richard. To be fair, okay. But yeah, one forty-five was pretty standard for us. Yeah. So, but we already we're we're pushing an hour right now. That's where we're, we're we're probably gonna be there because yeah. I mean, well, I'm, 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 I'm gonna talk real fast. What's the, what's the thing? Anyway, so thank you so much for listening to the Classic Black Podcast. I'm going to call our game. Are you ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have been spending my weekends watching films that I watched in late middle school, early high school to see if they still good. Because I feel like a lot of millennials and older Gen Zs have been saying, sorry, clarify, a lot of young millennials and older Gen Zs have been saying, like, Disney Channel ain't nothing what it used to be. Like, it's not it. And y'all got a show called Dog with a Blog, so I figure, like, it's, it's downhill. Whatever. So... But I just feel like there was an era of Disney Channel that it was just... So, first of all, I watched a couple of episodes of That's So Raven. And say what you want about Raven. She's very problematic. Da, 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 da. But the amount of talent that girl has... Like, I was like, That's So Raven is still funny. Like, I thought it would be da, da, da. No, no, no. That's So Raven is still funny. So, I watched The Cheetah Girls 2 and 3. 3 is terrible. But I watched The Cheetah Girls 2 last weekend and that is still good unrealistic but still good so um yesterday i watched high school musical one and two stayed up till three in the morning why i don't know and i was like um i was like delaney i got i got a i got episode idea so we're gonna talk about high school musical a little bit not not too much especially if you have never seen high school musical don't worry but basically what high school musical is about it's uh Zach Efron and Vanessa Ann Hudgens. They meet at a New Year's Eve party. He finds out that they go to the same school now. There's a um there's a musical that's being auditioned. This girl named Sharpay and her brother always have to lead. Troy finds out that he knows how to sing, so then they accidentally audition for it. Then there's there's just all this commotion because Troy is a star basketball player. He shouldn't be doing no singing stuff. And then Gabriella is super smart, so she shouldn't she didn't do scholastic bowls. She shouldn't be doing no singing stuff. The whole school is turned upside down because no one's sticking to the status quo. <laughs> then Sharpay does all this round and round, which is why the reason another reason why I say y'all say anything. I saw I watched this whole TikTok video about how people were saying how Sharpay wasn't the villain. So I tried to watch it back 
yesterday and be like, okay, she's not the villain. She's like, no, she definitely was the villain because she did way too much to try to get Gabrielle and Troy not to audition for this show. Boom. It didn't work. That is for the show. They get the part. Uh, we're all in this together at the end. That's basically the gist of the movie. Okay, so let's let's scale it back a little bit. Do you remember time and place of this movie? Like, how old were you and how big of a deal was it to you? When High, when School, Musical come came, out? High School Musical came out in 2007. 2006. 2007. 2007. <laughs> oh, gosh, you got me doing math, bro. I was nine. Was it a big deal to you? I... I mean, I think so. Like, I remember seeing... I Like, I remember seeing it and... Like, it was, you know, it was a big Disney movie, period. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I don't remember, like, the day I saw High School Musical. But, like, I definitely saw all of them. I definitely saw the third one in theaters. Oh, so I like that went to theaters. Yeah. So, I do remember seeing that one. But, yeah. I was right. It was 2006. I should have gone with my instinct. It was 2006. So, okay, so I was like, yeah. yeah. I was kind of, I remember it being a big deal because it had a chokehold on Disney Channel. Like, Disney Channel used to do this thing. I don't know if they still do it. If a huge movie is coming out, they're doing interviews. They're doing behind the scenes. They're pushing this thing to get views up so kids are watching it. So I remember that whole thing. They had Kenny Ortega, who was the choreographer, teaching people how to do the dances and everything. Everybody would knew how to do it. However, 2006, I was about to enter. I, I remember it being a big deal, like, in general. But I don't remember it being... um the same thing like how for the cheetah girls because i was older so it's like we i watched it but like i didn't see high school musical two and three until i was way older just out of curiosity because it's like i'm a freaking junior and in high school (laughs) watching high school musical you know well it's your people high school yeah, I, mean, Nikki, I told Nikki. I was. I told Nikki like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm watching High School Musical. She's like, grow up. And I'm like, nah, they should grow <laughs> up because they were playing high schoolers and they 25, 26. So you talk exactly. to the wrong person. You tell them to grow up. Don't come for me. Come for them. You over here? Well, I'm the youngest person here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Remember, Hannah Montana's brother was like 35, 30, yeah, 35. That was crazy. Like, tell him to grow up. Talk about me. Um. So one of the the bigger things in the movie was like stick to the status quo because Troy was the leading guy was a basketball player whose father was very much like pressing him about basketball and stuff like that. And then this idea of like sticking to the status quo. So I wanted to talk a little bit more. We talked. We mentioned this a little bit before, but I want you to talk a little bit more about what are some of the things that you have done outside of classical music outside of like playing the bass to start there um i mean this i mean it's like the i feel like this is the like the main major thing mm-hmm. other than that i'll be in my bed so okay that's another thing <laughs> that keeps me oh wait like because uh, i mean we know katie you're the queen of passion projects and i just don't like doing things so I feel like this is like the main thing that, especially in the my, the period of my life that I was supposed to be practicing a whole lot, um, that was like not that, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, also ISBM. 
I don't really count ISBM at this point because now it's not really keeping me away from anything. Like in terms of like, cause you said playing the bass. Like while I was oh, practicing, right. like in college and stuff, that wasn't a, a thing yet. So, um, I think like when I was an undergrad and stuff, I didn't really have <clears throat> passion projects or anything like that. I was really into becoming a better teacher, um, and hanging out. Like I wasn't really, I haven't really tapped into that side of my brain yet. So I was just like, go to class work on lesson plans how can i do i was really in string project heavy so <clears throat> i was um i was trying to come up with like creative things to do with my kids i remember one time i did this thing where kids had to go like on a on a they were learning like f natural you know it's a huge deal um and they had to go i i set up like a what did i do it was like a it wasn't a scavenger hunt it was like a safari and i had like animals like all around the music building and these kids have to find something it was like something like that they have to find f naturals it was elaborate something that i would i did not have the energy to do by the time i got to rock music or like even my public school job i did not have that kind of energy i was just like teaching all the time um <clears throat> but at eastman you know classically black that's it though actually when i was at eastman no, because you was at conferences. You just said you was in New Zealand. You was, but like, that had to do with viola. Oh, but that did, that did, that did. Yeah. I mean, I guess all. Oh, I mean, yeah, but also, wrong. but Mr. Taylor counted that, so I'm accounting. Mr. Taylor, because like, <laughs> like it did, but like not playing viola. But I think the interesting thing about Eastman is that, and one thing I really appreciated it is, Mr. Taylor was irritated at the fact that I was away so much because he. Mm-hmm. Because like you know, obviously you're not practicing, regardless if I'm doing an orchestra festival or not. But I think um, the thing I appreciated about like my other professors at Eastman is it was never an issue when I had to miss. Like when I started school late, and it shouldn't be. That's a thing. I feel like, that's scholarly. And also, like, SGRO. Yeah, SGRO. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I I'll, I always find it bizarre when professors get weird about you missing classes. Like, I'm I'm not here to be a professional student. Like, I'm here to do things. So it's like I'm going to a conference. Why? Like, you should be excited for that. Not like, damn, yeah. you missing. Like, what? Um. Okay, so when it when it came to classically black, did you have reservations, like for yourself about like doing classically black? because of the stigma that's associated with like sticking to one thing not even stigma the culture of classical music for good reason i guess is to stick to that like it's supposed to be you have all this time right now that's the most time you're gonna have in your life to practice this much so did you have reservations about doing other things outside of like playing the bass and like doing school i feel like at the time no but i feel like at the time we was kind of just like we doing a podcast like i feel like classically black has there are things that i do that i didn't anticipate having to do when we first started you know like the, the building the website and the putting together the press kit and the people emailing us and like that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um that i didn't rec- you know because i didn't i didn't really know what to expect other than we sit down and record this podcast every week mm-hmm. so but also, you know, my memory is terrible. So, but I don't think that I I was super worried about it taking up or like a whole bunch of time. 
Um, but then there were off, but of course there were times in the midst of like the school year where it was like, dang, you know, when we had to record an episode super late mm-hmm. or something like that, where it was like, or you know, you miss a shift, and then now all of a sudden your teacher want to ask what's going on with Classically Black. So <laughs> I just feel like, in retrospect, I feel like the most time in my memory, the most time we spent on Classically Black was getting it off the ground, and I feel like whatever that meant to us like i remember us doing like a lot of like promo type of stuff like one time we did a video which would have been really cute actually one time we did a video where we asked people asking classical musicians questions like asking something like that asking yeah it was like the questions that they should know the answer to or yeah something like that. yeah 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 and it was like spell doug and like stuff like that um i just remember that being really busy but compared to what we do now, it's, it's like light, light work. Compared to like everything classically black is now, plus ISBM and then plus other stuff. Um, but I remember oh, it being really time consuming back then. Sorry. You said what? Nothing. <laughs> um, I remember being really time consuming. I don't really remember it being time consuming, rather, back then. Because it was just like, we just did the episode. What a time. We just did episode once a week, and that was it. Now it's like, anyway all grateful for these things um were the, what were the reactions of people we talked about this a little bit i mean oh for me reservations about classically black i didn't have any because um i like having a lot of stuff going on because if i don't have a lot of stuff going on i just lay in my bed so i like i like doing lots of different stuff so i, I like that i did have reservations about doing Shiro. i can't lie but i also knew that i wanted to be in Shiro for so long i had an opportunity I did what I had to do to 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 do that, and I I don't regret that at all. I love my sorority sisters. I love my organization. So, I mean, reservations about typical like what it's like to be um, online, <laughs> and then that's magnified by the fact that I go to a conservatory. Um, that was a rough semester, and I'd be like, I go to my lesson, be like, so what you want to talk about, Miss Taylor? Like, how was your weekend? Like, so like. Why are they f holes? You know, like why not? Okay. <laughs> trying to talk my way through. So what do you have to play? The today? history of the viola. <laughs> like, so what do you have to play today? I'm like, see what I was thinking. Right, this is what I've been. This is what I've been focusing on all week. Um, I want. I'm really looking for like to find the resonance and the sound. Right, and the open strings. I'm just really interested in drilling down into yeah. what those mean and what they can do. And it's like, I'm having, oh, I used to be like, I'm having trouble with, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just didn't practice it because I couldn't. I'm having trouble with. I'm sending this episode to Mr. <laughs> it was only one semester. It was only one semester. He knew. He knew. Because I was just coming there looking. Yeah, I was coming there looking all types of ways, but. Um, I feel like especially him being a black person, he he just knew that it's just different. It's not like it was really important to me to join this black organization. But I would, yeah. So like Don Juan, right? When we talk about Don Juan, right? Like, how can I better mm. put the character and the essence? Have you Don tell Juan. me about Don? Tell me about Donald. You. 
Donald Twonald. Let's see. <laughs> when was the first time you learned Don Juan, Mrs. Taylor? Like, what? What was that experience? Like, I just want to channel so I can better understand how to. How was your weekend? Okay. <laughs> like, hey, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Right. So it's been so long. It's been so so let's, long. Let's, let's reflect. So, so it's also almost a weekend in, in Japan right now. So. I'm your Sophia. <laughs> right. Um, what were the reactions? Um, like you talked about reservations, but what were the reservations of people around you? Like people important to you, like family, friends, whatever. Like you ask me all these questions, I can't remember nothing. I don't remember. I feel like I definitely didn't tell nobody. It was kind of like we popped up with the podcast. Yeah, you can't tell people stuff. Yeah, and like also because like. It just wasn't something that I felt like I wanted to talk to it. I mean, talk about what, like in my lessons and stuff. Um, and like, of course, like we did, but like my my teacher followed me on Instagram and on Facebook, so like, of course, he would like bring it up. And he always thought it was great, so mm-hmm. he didn't have any reservations. Um, definitely, my mom. My mom has had reservations about things that I have said on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and never about me starting the show, but yeah, she's definitely had you know tries to pull me aside about something I've said. It comes across X, Y, and Z, and and it can come across that way if it wants to. But <laughs> we don't even be saying it's light work over here. Y'all should see die messages. So <laughs> <laughs> should not <laughs> at all, ever, ever. Um, no, I don't think. I don't think so. First of all, when I was when I was um online I'm not gonna say that. I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful with what it's different. It's it's hilarious because uh rush talk was a thing about a month ago uh on TikTok because Alabama was doing their rush and all the D nine are sitting back like this is so bizarre because like we just D9 is all about dis- the divine nine, like the black sororities and fraternities, all about discretion. So um, I'm just tiptoeing around. But what I will say is people didn't people didn't know I was doing it because you're not they're not supposed to. Um, so there's no reservations there. I just came up looking toe up. Um, but when it came to classic black, no. Because people were excited about it. We didn't really talk about it much outside of the people that we were initially supposed to do this with. But um. Mm-hmm. I think it's not. Ne- it was necessary. So, yeah. Right. Okay. So let's talk about managing expectations, right? So one of the one of the biggest themes of the movie is like, okay, so they have the championship game coming up, and everyone's like on Troy, like we have to we have to win this thing, we have to win this thing, and which I thought was bizarre the entire movie because I'm like, y'all are counting on Troy to win a, a championship, like. There's no one else on the team. I'm like, I thought it was kind of tacky. I thought it was also like kind of like really bizarre because it's just like that's. Hmm? Oh no, I was about to say that's reminiscent of the whole Simone Biles thing where it was like, how could you leave the team? It's like, bro, yeah. it's a team. Like, <laughs> and she even said like, yeah, I stepped down, and they did what they had to do. Exactly. Like they literally all qualified for the Olympics with me. 
It's not like there's some rinky dink anybody off the street. Right. <laughs> They're gymnasts. Like you do a four roll. All right, come on down. Go to Tokyo. Like literally world class gymnasts. I think they can handle it. And it's just it's just also like I think that also like put a lot of pressure on her that she talked about because it's like you shouldn't be looking for me to win the gold. Like that's not fair. It's weird because it's like how can you put all of that on one person like and negate everybody? Especially basketball. Like basketball is actually a team sport, whereas gymnastics really isn't. I mean, the idea is or score together and an overall score, but gymnastics is not a team sport. Whereas you literally must pass the ball. So they all like Troy, Troy, Troy. I'm like. I thought that was just like really like a little cringy throughout the movie. I mean, but it's also made for like preteen. So, um, have you ever felt pressure to do well from your teachers or your parents when it came when it came to the base or or anything? It doesn't even matter. It has to be base. It could be um, anything in your career. I mean, yeah, I feel like. I'll, I'll only talk about the, the school thing. I'm not going to talk about, like, family stuff. But, because my mom still sometimes listens to the show. And, like, largely did not, I would say largely did not, like, pressure me. She wasn't, like, in the room with a metronome with me. Like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> like, it was none, none of that. Um, But, yeah, some, the pressure got a lot. One thing that I really didn't like, like, one thing that I just don't. I mean, I understand, like, sometimes you want to, like, make conversation I guess but like when you go places and they ask you like who you study with and mm-hmm. I've had somebody ask me who my teacher study with I'm like bro like no. <laughs> do you really care about the lineage of of this like come on bro especially now I feel like this doesn't matter and it's just too much to trace now a lot of those people it's just people are getting old you know like it's harder to yeah. trace the lineage yeah like but sometimes yeah the pressure can be a lot the pressure like I had um, that kind of get to me when I was at EMF and I was at um, Eastern Music Festival because I had people there that knew my teacher. And so then, like, I had a studio class where, like, in hindsight, like, it wasn't all bad, mm-hmm. but I had a, um, a particular part, particular aspect of my playing vibrato, which I'm just very, have never been great at it, um, never been consistent at it. Um, and it was sort of like something that was isolated that I was very exposed and that I, I was very exposed and that it was very clear that I could not vibrate in this particular position in this section of the base, mm-hmm. which was embarrassing, you know, like I was very embarrassed by that. And, um, that was like very, that was like, that was like a part where I felt like a lot of pressure because I felt like, you know, people were asking your teacher who your teacher is and they know who that is. And I felt like I was embarrassing mm-hmm. him as well by like showing up and dang, she can't even, she can't even do vibrato. Like, let this bump. No, like it was a lot. Like I literally, after that, that was a studio class and of course it was like the last studio class where they want to go and do a pizza party after that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was very like a mess. I was like, I'm not going. Like, I'm not whatever. Like, I put my base down. I left. I was like, I was in tears. I was like, I can't do this no more. I'm really not cut out for this. Like, whatever. Whatever they called me, it was like you have to come to the pizza thing. It was. Oh <laughs> so my goodness! Wait, hold on. <laughs> this it was a saga. Whole, 
Like, yeah, like, because one of my friends in the studio called me. She was like, so would you go? I was like, I went home, bro. I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm not going to eat pizza, which after I just embarrassed myself, yeah. embarrassed my teacher in front of this entire studio. I'm not sitting, oh, my gosh, like, just thinking about it. <laughs> but, no, it's crazy. Like, no one's thinking about that. Like, I was so, I was so embarrassed. And, and she was like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm sorry, and whatever. And then one of the teachers took the phone he was like you have to come and i was like mm, i'm good he was like you have to why like, <laughs> it's a pizza party i know but he was like you have to come eat because i guess because they you know they is buying everybody pieces they was like you gotta come eat he was like you have to come eat whatever and i was like oh my god so then i had to come and it was even worse because i because everybody was seated there was no seats i had to sit at the table with three of the professors bro. oh my god <laughs> I, bro i blocked this out it was so oh awkward oh my god it was so awkward. Like, I, oh, my gosh, just thinking about it. It was so awkward. It was just so much pressure. Like And, and like, my teacher has never put that pressure on me. He has never, like, you better not embarrass me when I yeah. you go to, you know? But, like, you just feel that because it's, it's like you are a part of their, like, legacy, their reputation. Mm-hmm. People asking who you study with, you know, you don't want to, you don't want that to reflect negatively on your teacher. And, um... Yeah, it was very awkward. Oh my god, I was so glad when that when it was over. And then I overheard one of my friends. She had run into one of the professors, and he was like, "Yeah, so it was like the next day. He was like, so how is Delaney doing?'" <laughs> he was like, "She good?" And he didn't know I was in the room next. And she was like, "You can ask her yourself. She's right here." Was it really that yeah, bad? So, like, I'm confused how. I mean, I was, but you know, I can't fix my face, so I was very visibly upset. Mm-hmm. I don't think I definitely didn't cry in front of nobody, but you know, <laughs> I was definitely visibly upset. It was a performance for, or like it was a, it was his master class. Yeah, it was studio class. Like somebody came which, and like worked with you after you performed. Yeah, like they work with like oh, when, right. when you're up there, oh, right, right. and like usually like I'm very okay with studio class. Like it's a it's a learning experience. But that was something that I was very insecure about. And also that seems like, like vibratos, there's nothing about playing an instrument that is basic. But like you said, like it's one of those foundational things, mm-hmm. you know, that like it wasn't like, like when someone asks you to change something in your playing, you want to be able to have that flexibility to like, oh, I'm going to try this, try that. Yeah. For you to ask me to change something and I literally cannot do it, you know. And so like when someone, in the, them having to move on from that mm-hmm. without it being fixed is like very telling. That like oh she can't do that you know like that's embarrassing. Yeah, I remember. Um, but you, I mean, you get to a point where you can finally. That's a, that's such a relief. It's like you don't want to. You don't want someone to ask you to do something and you can't. You know, so it's like yeah. it's finally a relief when you can like. But also, it's not linear because Tom will ask me a couple times do something. I'll be like like that. She be like, almost. I'll be like, girl, I'm 28. Like you gotta be moved. <laughs> We'll keep trying, so I get it. We not moving on, so I get it. I'm sorry that happened to you. Oh, no, years ago at this point, three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hate that for me, okay. but oh well. I feel like pressure. I feel like the pressure I be feeling is pressure I put on myself, like to succeed, especially like based on like my musical journey and not really supposed to have made it this far and I had to I had to cool it like especially like so this is my last year in the fellowship and I told myself going into this I'm like now Katie you know that like we're not gonna be acting the way we was acting 
after we left Eastman because how did that end? That how did that end for you? Did not end well mentally, because I put there's so much pressure to like you have to win the next thing, you have to get the next thing. Everybody, um, I'm not gonna put their business out there, but my, my friend and I were going through the same thing because, like, they were telling me we was had the same trajectory. We were applying for stuff, not getting it. Auditioning for stuff, not getting it. And this puts incredible pressure on you to like you have to figure out, especially like when it's like it's like real stuff now because it's like. You could go to more school, but then, especially when your family doesn't understand the field, it's like, you just love school. You just going to school again. Yeah, here she go again. Right. My grandma be like. Smarty big smarty pants. My grandma is like, I just want you to forget that job. I'm like, me too. <laughs> like, and she always asks me like, so when you're done to Memphis, are you like, you know, gonna come back on teach? I'm like, girl, first of all, that ship has sailed. My, my um thing expired. A couple weeks ago and i actually have no interest in renewing it because i don't like teaching public school i just don't enjoy it um mm-hmm. so there's that pressure there's, fam- there's family pressure because like i said everybody want me to get a job everybody press about everybody press about me getting a job and explaining that you don't just roll up to the orchestra and be like hey girl so i saw y'all have a viola opening i'll be here on monday that's not literally how it works so um it's it's very stressful you come you gotta almost not think about it so there's that and then when it comes to my teachers i think the finally the little bit of ease i got was i i took a couple auditions over the summer and the last one i had so much reservations about because i did not really want to go to be honest but um jen worked so hard with me i was like okay i'm gonna try i'm gonna go and then she I was telling her, I'm like, I don't really just want to do this. Like, I don't want to, like, disappoint you because I, 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 you're putting all this time in. And she's like, that is the least <laughs> thing. You do not have to worry about that. And I felt, like, so much relief when she said that because it's really not even about that. Like, you put all of this imaginary, I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to da And if it's a good teacher, that's not even a concept. Remember, uh, I, I told the story before, like, my recital this was po- I was already I was already uh, in Eshiro, so I won't, don't know I want to be saying under that. But for my recital, um, I told I was telling Marchin, the violin professor at U of M, I was like, I want one recital that I'm not fighting for my life the week before. Like I want I want one I want just one where I'm not you know fighting, just hoping that everything because. I, this this last recital it was the grace of god to be completely honest but um i remember tearing up in my lesson that's the first time i almost i almost broke but you know I'm a, I'm a real one i ain't gonna cry for nobody you ain't gonna see me slipping but my voice did crack because i was playing that brahms and i was like this sounds a mess and he's like i was like this sounds so bad and he kind of like he already felt me on edge the whole lesson anyway and he was like can you let me do my job and just let me do what I'm supposed to do and you do what you're supposed to do and let me do my job you're gonna be fine and the whole energy changed because it's like I'm putting all this pressure on me like I'm a grad student at Eastman and this this sounds like this I can't believe that I'm about to graduate Eastman and my stuff is sounding like this um Mrs. Taylor gotta go sit in that audience and hear me play this sonata that was written in E flat and the key of D and A and F all right <laughs> you know and it's right like, now they they're gonna be they're gonna hear me playing they're gonna be putting my my degree under the blue light trying to see if it's counterfeit right cause. like <laughs> and I'm like also you have other faculty because I was performance I had there was other faculty member there 
like one i think yeah, one I other don't miss that at all like one other viola faculty had to be there and i'm like see now now he they gonna be looking across the aisle like what y'all got going on in your studio and i was like bro i'm just gonna come through the doors like that's not what i wrote it was just like no. <laughs> <laughs> all right bye <laughs> All of this pressure that I'm putting on myself, which, like, some of it's warranted because it's, like, you should hold yourself to a high standard. But also, like, ain't nobody thinking that. It's also not true. You have this alter. I also listen back to the recording. I'm like, you know, you ain't that bad. Even Mr. Taylor came up to me. He dragged me from my box. I will never forget that. Literally instantaneously after. But, um, which I was like, I thought I was doing kind of good. So I was like, you sure? But. Good to me. I was like, I thought he was like, you pay more in tune than that, and I was like, but I swear I was in that joint. But um, he was like, you were cooking that Brahms, and that the same Brahms in my voice cracked the week before, you know. So it's just like, I've learned a lot about pressure. I, I probably won't take the like, I can't completely take the pressure off because I really, I'd be really unrealistic with you. Like, I'd be really unrealistic. I'd be like, if you don't advance in this audition, you're a failure. And it's like, <laughs> that's not true. But then even you seem the way I said that it's like I have to unlearn that, you know, so yeah. um, it, it's hard. It's very I hope hope this helps somebody that um, it's really difficult like to go to not and that whole like go to the audition and just play thing. That's not that's real cute. I'm glad that y'all love saying that. Just go and play and just be yourself and have fun and the committee will see it and i'm like all that and if you don't get it then just start <laughs> like, i'm like are you kidding this is not excerpt class this is real life there are people on the other side of the screen that's gonna decide if i eat are you kidding <laughs> like stop all that cute stuff it's not what we gonna do kumbaya after two like what are you ta- what are you saying oh katie is this another audition the more of them you take i'm like the more of them i take one be in Houston, one be in Boston. What do you mean? How many? I can't afford. Right. You know how much I dropped on the, on the one I took in July, just to go. <laughs> what do you mean, just take, girl? No. The more you take, the weaker I will get from malnutrition. Like, <laughs> and I can't lift my viola no more. So thanks. I mean, fine. Somebody coming soon because that's what's giving. All right. <laughs> that's what it's giving. Like, the only thing that don't hurt about an audition is you send that check. If you show up, they give you your check back. That's it. That's it. But, um, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever stop putting a lot of pressure on myself, but getting reassurance from people. That's why, like, when I, I hate, like, the classical music has this culture of, like, if someone reassures you, it's coddling. Because, like, this is hard. That's why a lot of people... And I was talking to my former teacher, and she was like, um, I was saying the same thing I just said to y'all about how this time I'm I'm graduating from U of M, and I'm going to just cool it, because it always works out. If I don't get the stuff I audition for, I just don't get it. It's something's going to work out, because I, it did not work out well last time. And she said, the people who made it are the ones who were mentally sound. I'm like, well... <laughs> But it's like the the determination to keep going. And but she, and then and then she said there was somebody who, in their fifties, and still taking auditions. I'm like, well, baby, that's not gonna be me. First of all, I did not receive that energy in Jesus' name. <laughs> but even at that, the willpower to keep going, like unabashedly, just keep going, um, it's a lot. But you know, we move. 
Um, we move. I feel this is a great place to wrap it up. I have other questions, but I feel like that's a nice little yeah little thing but you know let us know if any part of this resonated with you or whatever you know what i'm saying we get we get serious sometimes period from rag yeah. bride to pressure delaney and i are going right. to talk more offline about rag bride because i feel like it would be a good we body there's really no point in us talking about it so delaney it's either the gang or the rag bride i feel like you have to decide we're up, up to you all right ready to move on sure <laughs> All right, y'all. It's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? Okay, so tonight, tonight, yeah, tonight I'm talking um, about Teresa May. Um, we talked briefly about her organization in the news segment of last week, the Chromatic Brass Collective, but I figure I would give um, her some more shine. Um, so Teresa is a trumpeter. Um, from Shaker Heights, Ohio. She received her Bachelor of Music from the University of Dayton and her Master's in Music degree in trumpet performance at the University of Cincinnati uh, College Conservatory of Music. Um, she is currently adjunct faculty at Cuyahoga Community College, where she teaches both trumpet and world music. Um, she's also adjunct faculty at John Carroll University, where she teaches world music. Um, she's also given private lessons. Hit her up. She's on Black Classical Music Educators. Um, shout out to Jazzy Jazzy on phone now. Right. Shout out to Jasmine. Um, so you get her info from there. If you're trying to, you know, that's, that don't go right. I was about to say, if you're trying to trump with her, but no, never mind. Um, plays the trumpet. Um, she teaches at several um, other places, including a conservatory of music at Hudson Montessori, um, Ac- Academy Music at Olmsted Falls Schools. Um, she's also a teaching artist for the Roots of American Music, aka Rome. Um, she regularly performs with a bunch of different ensembles, including the Cleveland Jazz Orchestra and Cleveland Brass Works. Um, she also continues to play at the Color of Music Festival. Um, and has recently began performing with Kyle Kidd and Company um, and has a bunch of, you know, other past um, past uh, performance experiences, including the Cleveland Opera Theater Orchestra, uh, Diva Jazz or- Orchestra. And um, yeah, I'm going to stop there because you know how you know how these black excellence can literally go on forever because y'all just I'm gonna say you was given King James. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. Well, shout out. You got the same amount of time in the day. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, shout out to um, shout out to Teresa. I will link her website so that y'all can um, read more about her. Period. Well, the MS the MSO fellows have to do a chamber music concert at the end of the year. And um, one of the pieces that we are going to play is the Brahms second quartet, the A minor. If you know me, you know chamber music is not really my girl, so we can listen together. You know, so you have a recording. Um, it's, it's, it's the what now? Brahms second quartet in A minor. Chamber music is all right. I felt so weird telling um, the assistant concert master today, like, it's not my bag. Like, I even looked at that Ensemble Connect thing because I forgot about it. I forgot that Ensemble Connect was a thing. I went on their website. I'm like, Katie, why are you over here? <laughs> I was like, why are you over here? It's like, chair music is cool. I understand the appeal. I'm just saying this is not my bag. It's I, I, like, when you in the orchestra, everything be loud and stuff. Um, 
so we can listen together. You know, if you have a, a recording recommendation, let me know. Because, you know. Dang. But, you know, it's it's Brahms and Viola sound like she's doing something. So, you know, we stick with it. No, I love you some chamber music. I just. You love, yeah, you love it. My, my chamber music experience with Eastman was, at Eastman was so disappointing. That's like, <laughs> I feel like I would I would probably still be playing more regularly <laughs> if, I, if I had a better experience with it. That was just very disappointing. But anyway. Girl, you better start you with chamber music collective. That would be cute. It, it would be, but. Mm. <laughs> not you not finishing I don't want to start okay. I don't want to start now one more thing <laughs> Girl, I'm about to say like, especially like it, it was like pulling teeth and I don't even want to do and like that was with people who lived across the street from the school so I don't even want to like and we both have experience with starting things with people that don't follow through or say they're committed but then don't commit you know so I just don't Girl, the majority but, like, people I don't, don't understand yeah, exactly. A, a majority. But it's I don't majority. understand how y'all be be finding all these people that are like ready to go. You I know, feel like the people we stuff. see who are successful with starting stuff, like Joe. You know, it's just like those those are exceptions. Those are, those like, are not the rule. I could start a viola bass duo because <laughs> I know who will follow through. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> oh, and Mara too. Mara be following through. Yeah, Mara, Mara. Follow and Richard could theorize. In the chamber group, girl, what would a flute, bass, <laughs> viola, music theorist? <laughs> what kind of cacophony is? It's giving very much cereal no, mustard. When I was at EMF, there was a faculty concert with a piece talking about some trio for for oboe, trumpet, and viola. I said, "That's the, I would rather lay down and die." Oboe, I'm sorry, trumpet. that's like yeah. That what is that? That that has the the weirdest like timbre of like like those instruments don't even fit don't together. together good also the bottom is would be weird because the viola is the bottom yeah because like, it's like they all have a a sound that just like don't do, fit something to even that out yeah maybe viola and trumpet <sighs> is there a viola i feel like there's a viola oboe piece i feel like i could do viola and oboe if there was something else to be something else that's be like a piano or something yeah, because like yeah, p- p- I could do piano with it. Um, yeah, but Trump, no. But you know what works really well together, and it's a piece I've been, I've been, I want to re, I want to do it for real. I did it for like, for fake basically. <laughs> but um, Brahms Not has a fake. viola and voice duo. Oh, with which piano. you and Vina did. Girl, that piece is so. I don't like the key. I don't like the one of them is an F, and it just fits weird in my hand, but. If I could find a voice person to do that with, a black voice Memphis, I would put it on a recital. The plan is to put one of these. We had to learn two, it's two or three quartets. I'm, and I'm, I'm actually excited for that. I've never played an entire. Have I? Have I played an entire? I haven't played an entire like late quartet. Like I haven't played thirty minutes of music type junk. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And we got we're doing like two of those. Or two or three. I mean, you know, I'm always encouraging a black composer, but you know, that can sometimes be like pulling teeth. But that that viola solo in the last movement of the Beethoven harp quartet—that's number eleven, I think, or number ten. I think it's number. It's either one. It's either ten or eleven. Um, there's a viola solo because it's theme of variations, bro. I'm gonna listen to it. I don't even know that piece. I just don't. I don't know chamber. Yeah, it's the last movement. I don't even know chamber music like that. Like I don't even know how y'all be knowing. It's so much of it. It's like. 
She was like, you know the I feel like I came across that one or I saw somebody perform it, like a movement of it, because it's like a, a cool violin part in the first movement and then I just listened to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good quote. I usually listen to it all the way through. I could do without the third movement. I don't care for it. But um, it's not bad, but like it's just like whatever. If I'm listening to the whole thing, I might listen through it. But one, two, four. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see. We gonna see, girl. We gonna see. Turn out f hoes to the crowd, cause it's very, it's literally just it's gonna be all solo. Like, oh girl, but I'm back on the inside. I just came and sat down back, cause I mean I sat on the outside last year and it was okay, and I understand the appeal for viola to sit on the outside, but to me, so like this year I was just like I'm sitting on the inside because my f hoes are literally going straight towards the audience like that, whereas. Mm. I found sitting on the outside last year with my FOs facing in, I had to like. But your sound is big. Girl, so. my viola acting funny. I feel like she sound kind of dead. I need to get it mm. adjusted before because people, you know what people made me, you know what made me mad. That's why I talk about this stuff is not linear. People have been asking me. I got asked a couple weeks ago. So do you like your viola? And I'm like, Oh yeah, my pocketbook likes it very much. Like, st- yeah, don't even be putting that in my head. That's right what now. I don't like, like, and that's why you being messy. You being messy because I'm like, <laughs> girl, I don't have, it, I don't nah. have that kind of money right now. So it's just like, and if you don't have the money to solve that problem for me, then don't come over here putting problems up. Like, that's nah. the thing. And Lenny kind of, first of all, Jen has been very much like, you use what you got, hands down. She every time I bring it up, she shut it down, and I thank her for that. And Lenny's also like, listen. You got into grad school with that viola twice, and you got and you got a fellowship with that viola. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And I was like, you know what? When you put when you put it like that, exactly. that really put it in perspective. I mean, Jen has always shut me up about it, but like when he said it like that, that really just put it in perspective to me. It's not like this girl. I just I just rolled up with this this viola one day, and I'm like, here it go. Like it's it's done things right. for me, you know. So I'm gonna get it adjusted, but. It, it is kind of dead but I also think it's also it's never been a humidity like this in Memphis we in Satan's booty hole so alright so that's a perfect place to <laughs> go ahead and wrap up the episode we're what do you mean we're pushing what do you mean time so what do you mean confused as to how all of a sudden you wanted thank to thank you so much to well, what happened? Oh, okay. see, see I can't even say the thing I feel like you should listen to the universe the universe wants to see you going alright <laughs> not you not going to keep going with me thank you so much for listening to Class Black Podcast don't forget to so- follow us on social media at Class Black Podcast if a piece of the week suggestion black excellence suggestion or intermission suggestion Classic Black Podcast at gmail.com or at Classic Black Podcast social media we also have an organization ISBM if you're black you should join we have a conference coming up should be cute or whatever um I expect musicians at I expect musicians as well. I think that's it. Everything. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot of ganging off on that grave. Period. <laughs> All right. I'm press stop record now. Oh, yeah. I'm done. Okay. Goodbye, so good. y'all. Why would we do about this? Bye, y'all. <laughs>